0: welcome everybody <laughs> this is the podcast where four psychotherapists three of us canadian one of us americans serve you cutting-edge mental health knowledge and i am dr ryan house a clinical psychologist from pasadena california
1: and i'm brooke lewis a registered clinical counselor from
2: the vancouver area canada and I'm Joanna Boyd, also a clinical counselor from the Vancouver area.
3: I'm Chris Boyd, psychotherapist for the Vancouver area. Right
0: on. Chris Boyd is also Joanna Boyd's brother.
2: Mm-hmm. One of my two brothers.
0: Ah. That's Let's have your other one on sometime. Let's do it.
2: What could he talk to us about? <laughs> I don't know. He works in a VP in a restaurant, so as a VP, so maybe takes care of all the bar stuff you could always talk to us about cocktails and things
0: oh well sure i mean yeah <laughs> there's a lot of psychology going on in restaurants and bars that's for sure oh
2: my gosh yeah
0: welcome welcome you guys this is the week of valentine's day and the beginning of lent uh mm-hmm. for those who practice such a such a thing mm-hmm. um some people give up things for lent some people add new things for lent kind of a kind of a habit's change for uh for a time being. Kind of interesting.
3: Yeah, do you typically partake, Brian, with Lent?
0: I I used to partake um a bit more as uh growing up, um uh, a pretty religious household and and we used to do, you know, kind of the sacrificial kind of giving up of things, things that you want as a little kid, no chocolate or something like that for, for the 40 days of Lent, 40-ish days of Lent. Uh, no meat on Fridays, that sort of thing was, was big, of course. Um, nowadays, I think more about if I'm going to do that, I, I try to think of adding something. I think about, you know, what could I do to add maybe some some physical exercise or mental exercise or something like that. Maybe do gratitude for 40 days, that sort of thing.
2: Hmm. Yes. it's a good idea.
0: Yeah, something to think about doing. Speaking of that, now that I think of doing something consistently for a period of time, uh, I a friend of mine who who listens to the podcast said, "Hey, I really like listening to the Mental Health Bootcamp podcast. You guys, you know, seem to have a lot of fun with each other, and and I always learn something." He said, "But don't you also have like a mental health bootcamp kind of?" <laughs> Kind of forgetting that actually we we do have that and and that was actually the start of this is the mental health boot camp. Period. Period. That, that's it. That's it. It is an actual boot camp, right? Um, and yeah, it's just kind of funny how after gosh six months of doing this, we've really mentioned it probably once or twice, and that's about it.
2: Yeah, all our energy yeah. would all our meetings would go towards talking about that, and yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> Maybe we should talk about it <laughs> well
0: yeah for, for those who don't mind uh, we'll just spend a couple of minutes just letting people know about the podcast if you if you already know it or if you've uh already done the, not the podcast the boot camp if you've already done the boot camp or you know all about it maybe you can just fast forward two minutes and
1: <laughs> <start laughs> yeah
0: um but That's actually
1: for,
0: for people who are watching i i'm going to uh to actually show a bit of the the boot camp um through a screen share thing uh so if you're watching on youtube you'll be able to see kind of what some of it looks like so but first of all what is it what is our what is our boot camp someone want to summarize it
1: well i think chris should because it was originally chris's idea uh how many years ago was that do you guys four
2: years five years four well we we launched it three years (laughs) ago um and i think we were in the making for at least a year yeah so maybe chris Thought
3: about it even before that yes yeah, so the idea of it is um based on the research within psychology and related health disciplines that we have a program that people can engage in so we built this online platform from the ground up so each day you do four or five different activities and those activities fall into one of five categories i believe uh information that you read a reflection that you write um so you write it actually on the website and it saves it and it's all confidential uh meditations you listen to activities you engage in and then um videos that you watch so a pretty uh, integrative uh, approach um and uh it, it actually covers a wide range of topics
2: mm-hmm. um
3: so we kind of put our heads together and did a lot of research on it and kind of built this curriculum Um, So it has a good flow from, from day one through day 25. So 25 days can take longer if you want to. And at the end you actually get, you earn a certificate. So um, a sense of accomplishment there too.
0: Yes. That, that electronic certificate, which is worth its weight in gold,
3: right?
2: Very printable. Yeah. And the aim is what boosting well being.
3: That's right. Yeah. So all the different techniques and strategies and, it's all, yeah, it's based on research. So um, it uh, aimed at uh, boosting well-being or to be more specific, um, strategies aimed at maybe um, helping with anxiety and feelings of sadness and anger. So a lot of good psychoeducation in there.
1: Mm-hmm. Not to replace therapy.
3: Not to replace therapy, for, for sure. Yeah. It's kind of a unique kind of program.
1: To enhance life a little
3: bit. Yeah. So help yeah, you develop some habits and built-in motivation as well to stick with it. So it kind of tracks your progress.
0: You're also raising self-awareness. We're trying to ask some questions in there that will have people reflect and kind of pause and think about themselves a little bit and of why mm-hmm. they do what they do. And, and, uh, there are a few other things. There's some quizzes in there as well, um, to, to help understand yourself better personality things and a quiz on your, your, your top values. Right. Mm-hmm. What it is. Um, so I'll just spend a second here. I'll show you show you all the, the page here. This is my page and I've already completed the, uh, the program, but. Uh, uh, so this
1: is the dashboard, what Ryan is showing. So when you go to the mental health bootcamp, there will be like a landing page that looks different from what he's showing. So right now um, it has our logo and a congratulations banner. Keep going, Ryan, and I'll just keep plugging in kind of description.
0: You get to see your progress as you're going along, right? How far, how far you're going? Uh, how far you have until you're you're finished with all of the uh, all the programs here, all the all the different days. And then we see all the we see this, this, these tiles here that are each uh, one day at a time, and they have nature pictures. And here's a little trivia: Who took most of these pictures? It was
2: uh, between there some of my pictures as well as. Uh... Chris and I sisters uh, nice yeah it's a mix of ours so mostly nature pictures yeah mm-hmm. beautiful pictures and uh and one thing is when you you have to complete day one in order to progress to the next day yeah so that yeah, is an right. important part
1: yeah and then each day has a different topic to it so just so- for
0: example i'll show you day three we get past kind of the introductory stuff and day three's topic is mindfulness. And so there's a little, a uh, little reading exercise, kind of what is mindfulness, what's the introduction to it? What's it all about? How is it helpful? What are the benefits?
1: Yeah, we tried to keep the reading parts um, with enough in it that you're gonna learn something, but not long enough that you're gonna be bored, right? So we wanted the reading to be, I don't know, probably 10 minutes or less. And I think yep. a 10 minute one is very rare in there. I would say most of them are maybe a six minute reader less.
2: Sure,
1: and we. That's
0: how fast yes.
3: you can read, right?
2: Yes.
0: And then we have uh, like meditations. So we've recorded pre-recorded some meditation exercises that are, uh, I think they sound great, and they they uh I think they're pretty effective at kind of giving someone if you've never done any mindfulness meditation, um, it's a great introduction to that. Sure. Um,
1: and then isn't there a guitar interlude?
0: Yes, there the is.
1: Meditations. And there and is. who did that?
0: That was me playing that guitar. Yes. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was.
0: I actually that went to great. an actual recording studio to play the guitar, and then uh someone did yeah. the, the vocals as well.
2: And fun fact, Ryan also does the introduction for our boot camp
0: podcast oh. music each That headbanger music at the beginning. Yes. So there's uh so yes, we have these writing exercises to reflect upon, and when you get done uh, with each day, you get to the next day, all the way through twenty-five, and you're you have you have achieved wellness at that point. Well, no, we can't make that claim, but no. uh, you've at least completed the pod, the, the boot camp, the mental health boot camp. I keep saying podcast. <laughs> you got podcasts yeah, in the mind. <laughs> I know. <laughs> gosh (laughs) that's right yeah
2: and it's up to the person to put work into it right like it's a boot camp it's supposed to be a challenge and you're Mm -hmm. putting in daily effort and it is it does take time but the more time you put in uh, the better chance you're going to reap the rewards so
1: yeah and a little tip for anyone who is going to uh maybe give it a go is i would recommend opening that day whatever day you're on and just kind of perusing the challenges for the day um Because if you wait until later in the evening, you might open something and say, oh, I I wish I knew about this in the morning. (laughs) Whether maybe a challenge is a little bit of exercise or if it's about connecting to someone, um, you know, so it just kind of preps your day. All the activities put together are gonna take anywhere from 40 minutes to maybe an hour or just over an hour if you were to do them consecutively, but you can break them up throughout your day. Yeah.
0: Yeah, how much does it cost? $39.99. $39.99,
2: Thirty nine ninety
0: nine. Thirty nine ninety nine. No matter where you live, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Do you uh, have a code that we can think of off the top of our heads? A code? You just got
2: to text Sergey pretty quick about it.
3: <laughs> no, no. I think we, we had an existing code, and maybe they're not active. Okay. Next we week, next podcast, we'll we'll mention a code, a discount oh, code. There we go.
0: Yes. Tune in next week, and we'll tell you how you can get a discount on the podcast. Uh, also, by the way, we've had a lot of fun with this. We've, we've a lot of people, individual people, have gone through it and just done it on their own, and they've they've uh, enjoyed it. Some of them told us about that. Also, though, one thing we've been doing recently has been uh, uh, companies have signed up for this and uh, yeah. made it like a benefit to their employees. And they'll say, "Well, we'll just get, we'll kind of buy enough of these so that uh, anyone in our company can use it at their own leisure." Kind of as a little perk for the uh, for the employees to help uh, bolster their own mental health. So, so that's kind of a, a cool idea too. If you guys are interested in that,
3: that's true. Yeah, we worked with an agency. Was it um, a few months ago? Six months ago? Four or five hundred members of the agency. A good percentage of them actually did the boot camp. So, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, if you're interested in that, maybe you can uh, write to us info at mentalhealthbootcamp and let us know. And so, yes, we are more than just a podcast. We are actually a boot camp. That was our that's our origin story is the boot camp itself. True. That's right. OK, enough about that. Let's. On uh, to the ambush. Let's get on to the ambush here. So which one of you is doing the ambush tonight?
1: Geez, I don't know. Who is it?
0: Oh, that's right.
3: It's me. It's kind of funny. Prior to starting the podcast tonight. We said, who's up tonight? And we're like, oh, it's Ryan. Ron's like, no, it's not. We kind of caught him off guard there. So
2: he thought he, he was had... joking with it. It's that. a think on his toes. And he, yeah. and he, has so something he had
3: something
2: waiting for him. He that.
3: had about four or five minutes there to come up with something.
0: I have some, I showed you guys, I have some kind of on deck waiting for uh, every time I'm up to bat. So I, uh, I had no problem with this one. And I'm actually looking forward to talking about this. So as per usual, uh, one of us knows what the po- the topic is. That's me. Three of us do not. That's you guys. I'm going to text this to myself and read it to you guys. <laughs> and here we go. All right, you guys ready? You nervous?
2: Yeah. Oh, here? nervous.
0: Um, Brooke, when you like do deep breathing when you're nervous, what do you do?
2: When I'm nervous?
0: Yeah. Like like the like do you do like an exercise like breathing like
2: flowers. Oh or
1: something. yeah. Sometimes I do that. Yeah. Yeah. So for breathing, when you inhale, um, breathing in through your nose, you pretend you're smelling flowers. And then on the exhale, you tr- imagine blowing out birthday candles, especially, you know, COVID cause you can't actually blow out birthday candles right now, but imagine that you're, you know, like over the age of 30. So you have to blow out many candles more than like two. So in through the nose, smell the flowers, everybody, and then exhale, blow out the candles.
0: Oh, that's good. Blow out the candles. I feel so much yeah. more relaxed. That's good. Yeah.
2: Joanna, did you have one too? Uh, similar technique, in through the nose, out through the mouth. But in, pretend you have a nice mug of hot chocolate in front of you, and give that hot chocolate a big smell. In. <laughs> And then it's really hot to drink. So you have to blow on it first. <sighs> <laughs> and that's good. I made you wait because you should actually, well, some people say you to hold your breath for a few seconds before you blow out. So there you go. A that's few great. little things to keep in mind.
0: <laughs> All right. Little exercises. Maybe that's something anyone who has kids, maybe that'd be kind of a fun way to teach uh, some deep breathing exercises. Who knows? Okay. Back to the matter at hand, the ambush. Is happening here we go why all the focus on happiness is it possible to be happy more often how can we do that what is the downside to all this happiness stuff if any
1: oh my god. can you repeat the, the all the questions yes. all like- the questions like, there's like
0: yeah there's several questions why all the focus on happiness why uh, all just, the focus. speaking mm-hmm. in general there's a lot of talk these days about happiness how to be 10 percent happier all these different you know, mm-hmm. ideas about happiness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it is it actually possible to be happy more often? Can we do that? Is that achievable? And then what's if any, what is the downside to all the talk about happy happiness?
1: Great questions.
0: Happiness. I told you I had one on deck. It was right there. Geez, just doubt me. That makes me unhappy. <laughs> So why are we so focused on happiness these days, especially, you know, the world of psychology, we're oftentimes telling people how to be happier. Is that, why does that seem like such an important goal for people right right now?
1: Uh, Ryan, I somewhat disagree with you that we teach, like, yes, we teach people how to be happier. That's one of our skills. But I think the focus of therapy is more on helping you feel better. And I don't think feeling better is always necessarily happiness. Okay, but, you know, I just wanted to keep
0: keep, keep going. No, no, I mean, there there are many books on happiness, and
1: there, and, and
0: that sort of thing out there. But but you're right. Yeah. I mean, I I I know that there's a more of a segment of psychology that's that's focused on that maybe it yeah. might be in the positive psychology realm or or yeah. somewhere. But yeah, I I, I will. I'll retract that and say, yeah, certainly not 100% of therapists are focused on happiness. That's for
2: sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: I think it's uh, such a focus because so many people are struggling. Um, you know, and things have never been so good. And yet, people, the prevalence of feeling down or depressed is as high as it's ever been, I, I believe, right? I don't know the stats offhand here, but well, so I don't know it's... how much
1: they researched it. You know, 75 years ago, were they doing mass scale? assessments or research studies i'm not really sure right
3: yeah it seems like the pursuit of happiness is very much focused on right there's like a social or cultural expectation that you're supposed to be yeah. content and happy of life and for a lot of people they don't feel that way so it, you know it's uh creates a lot of further distress for them right mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. and then it, if we yeah. take a look at that i think it's so multi-layered of like i think like why are people pursuing this is a really big question because is it you know starting with uh you know commercialism and marketing and the messages that we're getting that hey you're actually not happy until you get whatever right like mm-hmm. is, is there a little bit is that kind of where part of the origin was or is this a natural evolution of persons as we move through like okay we have well, not everybody, but you know, we do have housing or food or supply, like there's resources and things. And so what's the, the next thing, kind of like a hierarchy of development. And now are we trying to reach like self-actualization?
0: And and yet self-actualization is not really happiness, right? Yeah. Um, self-actualization is becoming all that you can be basically and, and uh, actualizing all of the parts of self. Mm-hmm. Whereas happiness is a feeling it's a, it's a mood state. That's, uh, not, it's not, not constant, not, uh, Mm -hmm. not really supposed to be constant. It's supposed to be kind of this thing that you feel once in a while. And of course we all like feeling that way. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of talk about kind of how, how to be happy and happier. Um, Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, it seems to be a goal, seems to be the end goal for a lot of people. And you hear things about it's more about the journey versus getting, you know, getting to the end goal or um like what is happiness and how would you even define it? I feel like it is a feeling, but for some people who are like, I'll be happy when. I'll be happy when I get that job, I'll be happy when, you know, I'm going to that place. And then it seems like that can be tricky because they're searching for something that might not be what they think it is or yeah. might not be as satisfying as I hope it would be. Cause then they're like, now what? And then it becomes more, yeah. It's just, it's a little bit more complicated sure. than people think. Yeah, no, that's actually, um, there's
1: a term for what Joanna's describing, which is destination happiness. And it's a happiness myth, right? So the, I'll be happy when, whatever, fill in the blank. I get a dog. I get the promotion. I buy a bigger house. I move, I travel, I, whatever it is. But um, that's not, actually where it comes from
3: for sure and brooke you touched on like the how there's um, a lot of different factors that play into this but again these cultural expectations that you know are emphasizing certain things that maybe don't lead to a sense of happiness um for instance having that new fancy car or or having a big house or more the materialistic side of things right um so i I think lately there's been a huge emphasis on things that make people feel um in the end kind of empty or they do they go through all these proper steps in terms of how they're supposed to engage in life and in the end they don't have that sense of that or that feeling of of happiness
2: mm-hmm.
3: they can yeah. be
0: they can be large things they can be small things as well I mean you know in, in commercials it's like ah I'm sitting on my patio with a cup of tea and now I am happy like there's yeah. totally. small things like that um I, I also I'm talking a lot about commercialism, but I also think like social media, Instagram stuff, you know, there's a lot there. I think for a lot of folks, the the photos they post, is, it's about maybe trying to sh- portray happiness. Hey, look how happy I am, everybody. And I think that makes other people feel that, oh, you know, I'm missing out. I wish I had that happiness that you have.
2: Mm-hmm. And uh, how do
0: I feel as happy as you look, <laughs> as happy as you appear to be right now?
2: Yeah. Yeah, keywords being appear, And yeah, through the, the lens of social media, it's sometimes hard to actually know who is actually happy.
0: It is. Which is a
2: whole other subject, but.
0: Mm-hmm. As we do oftentimes here, maybe we do have to kind of step back and define, just, just as far as, as we're concerned, what is, what is hap- this happiness we're talking about? Right? Because uh, yeah, we, for- we, 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 all these terms we use interchangeably, like contentment, happiness, joy. Yeah. What 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 would how would we like to define happiness here?
1: It's a great question.
2: Is it would it be accumulation of just content feelings, like of satisfaction, maybe? Or because I think of yeah, contentment or joy. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it could be all of that in one.
3: Like a positive state of elation?
2: Yeah, I
1: I would agree that it's like a, um, a positive emotion state that you're feeling where there might be elation or warmth or, um, jubilant, that's a fun word. Maybe you you feel a bit jubilant, um, or, and then I, I, I think when people ask the question, like, are you happy? I think that's kind of more referring to, um, are those moments of happiness frequent for you, right? So if you're having many moments of happiness is occurring, if that emotion is occurring throughout your, your day and your week, and then you're going to answer yes. Mm. If you have few of those moments, you might not answer yes. It doesn't mean you don't achieve happiness, moments of happiness or feelings of happiness. It's, um, that maybe your average is lower?
2: Could it be like a sense of satisfaction or just overall well-being and not necessarily?
0: I think essentially, Joe, you're talking about like uh, contentment and then satisfaction and then well-being, which I think are all maybe a part of it. But I guess when I hear happiness, I think of it more of being like a spike. Like there's something Mm. that's above a norm there it's beyond just feeling okay it's feeling giddy jubilant all of those things that you were talking about before like this uh almost an excited feeling i i don't know if that's we're 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 co-defining this so when i think of it i guess i think of it as being something that's more um of an excitable state and and I, (laughs) i emphasize state like it's a it's a it's not necessarily a trait we, we talk about that in psychology the difference between states and traits traits are something that's more kind of fixed this is like part of your personality yeah uh a state is more of a a feeling that's that you have for a period of time minutes hours maybe days but uh but it's not really who you are
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do you Perhaps think some people that... take that on though sorry Brooke. like i'm not a happy person or they think if I don't know. When I talk to clients, I try to make note that you might not be happy all the time. Right. But you'd have these moments of happiness and that's something to account for versus, but then some, I feel like people talk about happiness as I'm not. Like as it needs to be something they feel all the time. And if they don't, then there's something wrong. No, I don't know. But I
1: feel that something would be wrong if you felt it all the time. That's what I
3: mean. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So
1: what's realistic. Then you'd be like manic.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Huh.
0: That's. Is there, yeah. That's. I guess I'm showing a little, like a little bit of my bias on this is that I, I actually believe that that the quest for hundred uh, percent happiness all the time is unrealistic and actually can be uh, harmful to people who believe that that's something that's achievable and you know mm-hmm. what's wrong with me for not getting that you know not, not being that way. Um, I agree. And I think that uh, when people kind of promote that idea of like be happy all the time, I don't I don't hear that all that often, but I do. We do hear a lot about uh, people talking about being happy and how to get there. That uh, I think it might set a really high bar for some folks that could be really discouraging if it
2: can't. Yeah, reach. definitely.
3: I agree. I think a healthy yeah. range of emotion is what the goal is, right? <laughs> so you can't selectively numb certain emotions, you want a nice range. Mm-hmm. You want to write nice range of emotions. You and oh. as,
0: uh, mm-hmm. as people say, you know, you can't really have, you can't be selective about that. You can't just have joy and happiness in your life and try to exclude all the anger and sadness and fear and all of that. If yeah. you if you tamp down one, you're going to tamp down all of them.
1: Yeah, and you're going to feel incomplete. There's mm. going to be something that's that's missing. Mm.
0: That's a good point
1: you know, can you imagine if something tragic happened in your life? Maybe there's a grief or a loss or, or something and you only felt jubilant, like, and joy. you, you would, it wouldn't fit, it wouldn't match. Um, mm. You would want to feel that sadness or that loss or the grief or the anger. It's important to feel those things.
0: Some people, I'm just going to Call you on that one real quick, Brooke, because I know that there are some people, some clients that I've had, uh people that I've known, and maybe even I've said this myself. Like, well, what's the value in that? You know, why would I want to feel sad? Why would I want to feel angry? What how does that actually benefit me? That's a lousy feeling. I don't like how I feel when I'm feeling that way. If it is lousy. It,
1: mm-hmm. it is uncomfortable. Absolutely. I I agree that it's lousy and uncomfortable, but it's also a way to honor what's happened in your life events to give yeah you know instead of like to face that and to honor it and sink into it and validate it
2: um it's a much more richer experience mm, for sure isn't there is there isn't there a saying well i don't know what your what your thoughts are on this but without suffering there can't be is it there, there can't be joy or something like without feeling that some sadness or the the hard parts of life, we don't fully know or fully appreciate those happy feelings or those moments of, yeah.
3: Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, like um, they they serve a purpose. I don't know if that's a reason, yeah.
2: Yeah, but anger
3: often is when you're sensing uh, unfairness or injustice and anxieties, anticipation of harm and danger. Sadness often has to do with loss. Um, So it can help guide us um whereas and I think it actually helps us connect with others oddly enough imagine being around someone who's happy all the time every single moment of the day I don't think we would even trust that we have a hard time with that uh
0: I think I think some people have known those folks and maybe sometimes get a little annoyed by that (laughs) because it doesn't feel authentic because it doesn't yeah I think it doesn't feel like it's a uh a natural human experience you know to
3: always be Mm -hmm. happy. But maybe that's more the overt happiness, right? Like over the top happiness where a lot of people are either even keel and and feel quite pleasant for good portions of the day.
0: Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I always have a sense of calm and tranquility. So I think that maybe is possible, but Mm -hmm.
2: yeah, Yeah. I think it's you know, Ryan, you're, you know, someone might say, yeah, why would I want to feel those things? And it's a fair thing to say, but we as human beings are just built in with these emotions. And it's kind of part of being a human and it's hard, but we just have to try to navigate it. So, you know, there might be, yeah, I don't know. It's not mm-hmm. like a, well, I want to grow up not feeling all these things. It's kind of just you're going to feel it and it's how you handle it. Or if you avoid them, or if you try to, you know, learn how to cope the best way you can. I don't know. It doesn't seem no. we don't really have a choice as humans, I guess.
0: I think there's the truth to that. Yeah. yeah. All right, all right. We've been doing a bit of happy slamming here. Like uh <laughs> To go back to the original questions here, I mean, just in terms of of in general, is it possible to feel happy more often and how can we do that? Like I'm sure there are times when maybe we're feeling unhappy kind of unnecessarily or maybe it's maybe there's something we can do to help change that. So if we want to talk to people about realistic and uh you know authentic ways that people can can maybe feel happier in their lives just what what comes to mind off the cuff there for you guys
1: i think research over and over and over and over and over has now shown that connection
0: connection connection
1: okay. helps promote happy, feelings of happiness right so connecting to other people like socially connecting so the quality of your relationships and um, yeah, we're not meant to live in isolation from each other. We're meant to connect to one another. We're social beings mm-hmm. and we, we need to have healthy connections. Right. So,
2: yeah.
1: And yeah. we don't need a ton. We only need a few, just a handful, but a handful of people that you can truly connect
3: with.
0: Yeah. I have spoken with so many people over this pandemic, especially with people being, you know, locked down and isolated and stuff and how, how it's such a cruel trick of both anxiety and depression that what you want to do the most is isolate oftentimes, but what you need to do the most is connect because that's really one of the the best remedies uh, for this or at least coping mechanisms is to connect with people, not isolation, right?
1: Yeah.
3: For sure. Yeah, there's that 70-year study that was done at Harvard and uh, the conclusion was, yeah, the quality of our relationships is the best predictor of our emotional as well as physical well-being which is pretty crazy so yeah 70-year study
0: this was the one where they studied people longitudinally right yeah what like does that took,
1: mean ryan for our I, listeners
0: i will i will explain so they, they actually took uh, a group of i believe kindergartners or preschoolers and they um they they tested them for on um, different measures of well-being uh i can't remember how many yeah. there were a number of them the number of people who are all exactly the same age and then they came back to them a few years later was it was this the seven-year study they came back seven years later and measured the same thing and then seven years later and seven years later i can't remember but a longitudinal study is when you take the same group of people and you measure them uh some period of time in the future over and over and over again and so this 70-year study from harvard they looked basically over a lifetime of these group of people and they found that the ones who had better social connections uh, had better overall well-being, mental and physical health, right? Yeah.
2: That's pretty incredible. And are we saying well-being is synonymous with happiness? Uh,
0: I think well-being is maybe the the soil from which happiness grows.
2: OK.
1: <laughs> <laughs> OK. Yeah. Sure. We're on board with that.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I, I again. I, I still think that that happiness is a state. I think that well-being might be more of the the general landscape. You know, it's like I have I have my health, my physical health, I have my mental health, mm-hmm. I have relational health.
2: Yeah, and a then, bit of a then that, yes, I have a baseline, okay.
0: and that and that helps me. That kind of primes me to to be be more available for happiness if it comes yeah. along. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Sure. Yeah, I just <laughs> wanted to clarify there. Oh, no, that's good. Yeah, what that's the good. study was testing and stuff. Yeah. 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 I think.
1: Um, uh, oh, go ahead.
3: I was going to say Martin Slingman. Or do you have another thought to finish off that conversation? I was going to. No, I was going to add things. Oh, okay. well, I
1: was going to add some potential uh, contributing factors to to happiness. Let's hear them.
3: Me too. Yeah, go for it.
1: Are you, okay, I was going to say another option would be um, a sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. So finding people of like-minded, so uh, Marshall Linehan, she gives the example of if you're a tulip, but you're in a, a rose garden, you're not going to feel like you fit in, you need to go find your other tulips. So go find your tulips, go for it.
3: A lot of soil so and good. flower analogies here.
1: <laughs> uh, just going with it, I'm running with it. And then uh, the, the other one would be um, service, I think. So giving contribution to your community your social interest
3: yeah the Dalai Lama once said if you want to be if you want others to be happy practice compassion do something to ease their suffering and give them a boost if you want to be happy practice compassion and I think the research backs that right yeah so being other centered or or taking it, yeah something larger than yourself like uh, finding a cause
1: mm-hmm.
3: yeah I agree well, Martin Sligman also talks about flow you know get into that flow state so I think we've all been there before, where you kind of lose track of time, you're engaged in a hobby. Um, so he talks about how that is correlated with feelings of contentment.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, curiosity, fostering curiosity is a good one. Um, there were some studies, I couldn't tell you who is like how they did the study. I just remember the conclusion, which was, or the theory behind this is that when you learn something new, there's um, more growth in your brain. The neurons grow more connections, and when that happens, that gives us a boost of well-being and feelings of happiness.
3: Yeah. Or how about gratitude? You know, there's been some studies that have said if you practice gratitude, so three three different um, uh, things throughout the day that you appreciate. It's got to be specific and concise, and you got to kind of relive it in your mind or write it down. So if you do three different ones, I think they say it takes 21 days to develop a habit. Keep keep it up for 40 days, I believe you can increase levels of happiness by 25 to 30 percent. What do you know?
1: Lots of things. Lots of ideas.
3: I, I'm going to go
0: to, I guess the the some of the basics, I guess of uh, of building that that general well being though, which is um, okay.
1: Soil health. Carbon. Soil health.
0: Yes. Yes, soil health. I would say that um, if, if someone, let's say that you're, you're having a hard time feeling that happiness, then there may be some other things you want to consider too. Maybe you have to back up before doing some of the great things you guys just mentioned. Maybe there's some, some unresolved issues from your own life that, uh, that make it, that inhibit you from seeking out gratitude or from uh, giving to others and that sort of thing. So there may be some some trauma or some mm-hmm. sort of experience from your own past that actually becomes a real roadblock to you uh finding or or, or even seeking out happiness. Mm-hmm. So maybe something something back there that needs to be addressed and, and resolved. Um you may have some a really negative self-talk, a really critical voice that's in there that's hard to bust through. You may need to do some work on uh on developing a more self- uh, positive self-talk or or that kind of self-esteem work that people need to do in order to feel like, you know, some people would will, will even just say to this question, well, I just don't deserve happiness in the first place, you know, because they keep telling themselves what a loser they are, or how, how evil they are, whatever that might be. Yeah. Um, and they might need to forgive themselves or work through some things, uh, start to rewire some of those, those old messages before they can even start to do the uh, the positive stuff you guys are talking about. Um, and in addition just going back to episode number one, kind of some general well-being ideas, you know, sleep, food, exercise, these things, uh, if you're not, if you don't feel like you're in a good place of self care, then it might Mm -hmm. be hard to even start to look at happiness as being an option for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you might want to start with those basics first and uh, take a look around and see, okay, am I taking good care of myself? Do I feel like I, I uh, have kind of resolved some issues for my best or whatever I need to do to, to kind of work towards happiness. And then maybe I can sort of apply some of these principles you guys are talking about. Yeah. And even
2: Ryan in, that, and in addition to past stuff, but just some current issues that could be going on or hardships oh. in your in hardships in your life, like totally. Like a lot, a lot of stresses these days, like a pandemic or like and everything that comes with that and or just, yeah, generational stuff or whatever family, like all of these different things. So past, current, um, some people might think it's hard to find happiness when life is stressful all the time or, you know, reliving traumas or things. I don't know.
3: Johan Hari has the book Lost Connections. I'm just reading Mm -hmm. it now. You guys read that one? He -hmm. talks about, um, unhappiness or depression often stems from disconnection from people, disconnection from a hopeful and secure future, disconnection from meaningful values, Uh, disconnection from nature but he also talked about of course trauma and the the history of the context there based on the research that he did so
2: yeah
3: yeah, absolutely there's patterns and habits that exist within our minds bodies as well sensations and that can uh can impact our ability to engage in life what's Mm -hmm. the name of
0: the book again there chris
3: lost lost Lost
0: connections johan Hari. yeah Yeah.
1: with a j J j-o i can't h-a-n and yeah. then Hari H A R I.
3: Yeah, it's really works. good read. Yeah, he talks about the research there on antidepressants as well, and kind of goes down the rabbit hole of that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, Super so anxious. I like yeah, I like that though, Ryan, the, the context and Joanna as well, and what's going on in your life might be some some problems that need to be addressed. There's more of that, that solution focused approach, right?
2: Yeah. And I think too, helping someone who might only be able to control so many variables in their life, variables in their life. Like if here are the the things that are going on and I have to kind of continue living life under these circumstances, how do we help those people or how do we help ourselves kind of, you know, given being a tulip in a certain environment, how do we kind of make the most of it and try to find happiness um, Mm -hmm. even through hardships or despite hardships or things like it's, I'm saying that very simply, although it's not, it's very challenging and can be challenging, but you know,
3: mm-hmm. yeah, try to resiliency. help yourself
2: through that. Yeah, and um, not a, these all, these all have to solve in order for me to be happy, or how can I be happy amidst all this stuff still, or find those bits of happiness. Okay.
1: So in some ways we need to face those negative emotions that we've been trying to ignore so that we can free ourselves of them before we could experience greater happiness maybe just going back to those negative emotion conversation at the start um just coping in general honor them and feel them and work through them and accept them maybe they get in the way of maybe they're they're making our soil unhealthy
2: yeah reaching out for support if need be and Um, yeah through connections kind of helping that way or yeah lots of
3: things yeah if your reaction doesn't fit the situation it's probably stemming from the past or there's a context there perhaps
0: yeah boy we had a lot to say about this huh Mm -hmm. this is good stuff
3: yeah nature we gotta remember (laughs) nature
2: (laughs) Sorry. Oh, I I was going to be like, I was going to be like nurture.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Disconnection from nature. Yeah. I want to throw that out there. Blurred it out just before you end. uh, I'm not sure we're getting close to ending this podcast, but.
0: Well, I just, I just kind of thinking about, gosh, it's, we're all just kind of chomping at the bit, you know, having so so much to talk about here and so many things to say about uh, this happiness topic. Right.
1: Well, I think we all get annoyed at the messaging that's out there, right? Mm. Kind of, again, circling back to what we were talking about before. The clients are coming in with this expectation that they should be happy all the time, but that's just unrealistic. And there's so much unrealistic messaging out there, um, exactly. which is just contributing to this critical voice of like, I should, I, I should be happier. I shouldn't feel sad. I Whatever the heck the shoulds are.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, when is baloney?
3: You know, I was thinking, Brooke, too, like we've talked about neuroplasticity, how the brain can develop new pathways. But keep in mind, if we develop some some bad habits in terms of our our thoughts and behaviors, then that process neuroplasticity can work against us a bit, right? So it takes a little while to develop these new habits. So um, some people say, well, okay, I did that. I went for a walk or I'm practicing gratitude or I'm trying to confront my thoughts a bit. But the feelings of happiness aren't spiking up like they hoped. So, of not. so I want to remind people it's often gradual, right? So whether you feel happy right after is not a, a, a good metric that we're looking for, it's like trying to trust in the process a bit and, and trying to, um, you know, engage in these, these habits. And over time, I think those feelings will, will come.
1: Absolutely.
3: If,
0: if happiness isn't really the goal, then Brooke, you were touching on this at the beginning. What do you think actually is the goal? what are, what are we what are we really trying to shoot for in hope in therapy but in life
1: i think it's hope and optimism
0: hope and optimism okay
1: i think that it's kind of more what people are looking for or a sense of clarity um or security maybe like to wake up and feel okay and like to feel hopeful about the future and what's going to come and mm. So I, I think it kind of gets wrapped up in that a bit, um, and optimism, maybe a little bit.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. You guys have yeah. any other views on that?
3: Um, engagement or connection, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, balance. So I mentioned we talked about that before too. So a good range. So didn't Ryan? I think you said this in our boot camp that emotions. Uh, Or the spice of life but not the main main course or something like that i know we're on our flower um, analogies here but this was a food one um
0: (laughs) yeah yeah okay so you say it again chris it's uh connection connection yes okay so we've got optimism and hope we've got connection joe you got something to add
2: what are people really looking for
0: what are people really looking for
2: Oh man, I think uh, purpose, maybe. I'm going to throw that one out there.
3: Good one. Um,
2: Yeah, just a feeling of maybe contentment might go with that, or they're striving for, yeah, feeling they have purpose, life has purpose, and maybe a contentment in whatever, wherever they land with that.
1: Like a petunia. (laughs) petunia? (laughs) Petunia's purpose is to feed the hummingbird, right? I don't even know. Oh sure. boy! I'm just trying to go with the flower thing. Okay, Brian, what do you think?
0: Uh I it, this is really similar to Joe. I, meaning is a big thing for me. I like the idea of meaning. It, I, Chris, I'm surprised you didn't say meaning because you're such a big Frankel fan. <laughs> I know. Um, you
2: blew it, Chris. You blew, blew it. it. Get out of here.
0: Get but but meaning and purpose Let's are later. are pretty interchangeable. <laughs> Meaning, purpose, and uh, and security, I think, is something that you know, like a secure attachment. Whether that's a relational attachment, I mean, a lot of people talk about their their quest for money. I think oftentimes that's a, a quest for security. I just want to feel yeah. safe. I want to feel yeah. like I'm I'm going to be okay. I can weather the storm. You know, exactly. I know what I know what tomorrow looks like. Um, and and meaning, you know, what am I here for? What am I doing? What am I, what's my what's my goal in life? And sometimes achieving that meaning or, or working towards that meaning um it, or serving that meaning is it joyful sometimes it's hard work sometimes it's grit sometimes it's disappointment you have to overcome obstacles and face hardship but there's something even in that if you're if you're working towards some overarching goal that hardship can feel meaningful it can feel purposeful it's like it's okay because i'm know i'm shooting for something mm-hmm. and so that's why that's where i think of like you know, someone who is finishing a marathon is not happy, but God, did they have a lot of meaning and purpose? You know, they're really, they've just achieved something, accomplished something for themselves. Maybe they're happy when they c- cross the finish line, but they weren't happy all 26 miles, you know, mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. or a lot of different things in life that we do that are just hard that, uh, that actually feel good at the end because we accomplished something meaningful. Mm-hmm. So, gosh, we have a lot of good happiness alternatives or at least happiness adjuncts, I guess. They're they're part of happiness, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. We threw out you here. know what we just sort of did on our own there a little bit was um, outlined PERMA. What is mm-hmm. that? What's that? So Martin Seligman, who's the founder of Positive Psychology. I'm surprised Chris didn't bring up PERMA uh Off i don't know what's game wrong game. with you get out of here chris <laughs> is your brain even working right now what's happening
2: you only quoted five other people chris oh. yeah
1: you missed your mark of 10 seriously but um so yeah founder of, of positive psychology done tons of research and so he believes that positive um a positive state is coming from five areas and the acronym is perma so it's Positive emotion, which is kind of what I was alluding to. Open optimism. Uh, Engagement. So so I think we kind of touched on that. Relationships, right? I'm on R. Chris Mm -hmm. mentioned connections to other. Meaning, that's come up. And uh, accomplishments.
0: Mm. Mm. Interesting.
1: So we naturally just came up
2: with PERMA.
0: There we go. Wow.
2: Just switch the P for positive emotions with purpose. That'll be great. Thanks.
0: (laughs) I think you and I are the same Yeah, there purpose. No,
2: I know. I'm just bugging. Yeah. That's
0: That's good.
1: Yeah, so we are all right, according to Martin Seligman.
0: I feel so happy right now. I can't tell you.
1: We should feel very complete as a group.
0: That is very good. Well, look, let's let's wrap it up. This was a lot of fun. I I feel like it was a very engaging conversation tonight. So, look, everybody, if you're so inclined, uh, the actual boot camp is at www.mentalhealthbootcamp.com.
1: And there's a happiness day.
0: There is a happiness day. There is. That's true. And we will uh, get you a special code next week so you can uh, get some money off if you want to. Also, by the way, you can give it as a gift if you want to. If you know someone who might uh, benefit from this, there's a gift giving option here too. So you you can gift it to a friend or family member. But that's it for us for tonight. I would like to say thank you for being here. Please like and subscribe on Apple, Google, Podbean, Audible, Spotify, or YouTube. Send your questions to infobentalhookboodcamp.com. Visit us on Facebook or Instagram. Tell a friend or two. And don't worry, be happy. Good night everybody. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye. Bye.
3: I'm more